Oh, hello everyone. Well, I'm afraid I don't really have a proper introduction for you this week. You see, I've asked Kate Kestrel to press the button on the randomizer, but you know, she's a very busy lady. She's on tour at the moment. She did say she would contact me as soon as she had that printout. So, oh, talk of the devil. Go ahead, Kate. Which episode did you get? You, you what? Sorry, you got what? Oh, okay, right. Thank you. Well, here's Space Precinct. So, welcome back to Space Precinct on the Randomizer, and indeed welcome to an episode that is, uh, that is chock full of some, uh, some rather high highs, but also some very low lows, and I think we kick off with one of the highs, the, uh, the effects sequences, the, uh, that's a gorgeous shot of the, uh, the space station to open this episode. On board this space station is a chap who's, um... Well, he's, he's doing that very clever thing that you sometimes see in, in TV shows and films that I'm never convinced would actually work, where they, in order to get past someone who's watching a security camera, they take a photo of what the security camera sees and put it over the camera so that it, to the person who's who's viewing the, uh, the, the security monitors, it doesn't look like anything's changed. I've never believed for a moment that that would work. I think you just get a sort of dark, um, slightly fuzzy uh, picture on the screen, which would of course alert the uh, the watching operative to the fact that something is wrong, and something is wrong. Um, a Tarn thief chappy is uh, sneaking into this room, in the middle of which is a sort of table thingy, well, uh, yeah, sort of circular table thingy with a great big glowing egg thing floating uh, in the middle of it, but also a... Uh, floor with lots of red lines and he uses a, a little eye apparatus to see that uh, some of the tiles on the floor are marked with um, great big red explosion signs so probably best not to step on those and this chap's name is Vela Sugoi and he's doing the thing again with the security camera and of course the uh, chap Supervising the security monitors doesn't really notice because he's uh, he seems to be looking at a travel brochure. He's now got this. Uh, oh, he's got this sort of uh, Georgie LaForge visor type thing to see uh, what panels are best not to step on. And we also now see that the uh, glowing egg thingy is uh, also protected on all sides by uh, sort of infrared laser bars, so best not to touch those either. There's uh, some sort of cold steam type effect coming off this thing. He's now trying to lift it out with his third eye. But he's been caught. A little uh, hatch opened up on the wall and uh, he's immobilized. Little beam thing. Very good, Vela. But not good enough. So that was Mr. Rodan, the security chief of this uh, station. Who will also be a a character we'll be seeing again later on. I'm telling you! It was the greatest crossover rollout I've ever seen. Oh yeah? Then you never saw Ford name play slam ball. Now there was a bumper. Yeah, yeah, so you keep saying. You guys are late. <laughs> oh, sorry guys, I don't think he's going anywhere. Hey. I like this element in the the episode. percent humidity. It's a recurring thing with uh, Brogan and Haldane keep running into these same two uh, Got me. No idea. Uh, paramedic guys. Homicide? We don't know yet. And they clearly don't get along. This guy. Name's Vela Segoy. 
Vela Sugoi, the jewel thief? I thought he went straight. Well, we don't know that he didn't yet, but somebody's got to tell his wife. Rather you than me, Brogan. Someone bring her in. Everyone's so helpful at Precinct 88. It saves time that uh, everyone at Precinct 88 also knows about Vela. We don't need you. Mr. Rodan. Now in Captain Podley's office. See that this Luxorian ice of yours is worth two million credits? A billion per cylinder. A total. Mr. Rodan and Miss Newmar have come to uh, on the galaxy that wouldn't be prepared to buy it on the black market. Have a meeting. If it were available. And you want to bring one of these cylinders into my precinct to show it off to the Energy Commission? Yes. Yes, I do. Who do you think would take the fall if anything went wrong? You? <laughs> Somehow I don't think so. Captain, you're overreacting. We wouldn't be taking a risk like this if we couldn't protect our investment. And here we have a problem with this episode. Where the solar tech has its own army. Um, and this is the first example of something that uh, is really going to work against this one. Come in, come in. Both of our main female guest characters are dubbed by other actresses. At least I assume this is... Uh, Major police presence at the Energy Commission tomorrow night, whether you like it or not. This is not Sheila Ruskin, who plays uh, Newmar, providing her own own voice. Cooperation. Well, I... I still think it's unnecessary, but I'm... I'm sure we can uh, work something out. As Mr. Rodan has been presented with Castle and Took to assist, and uh, he's... Um, well, he's clearly very, uh, very grateful for the opportunity to work quite closely with them. And here's our Orin and Romek subplot for the week. Yo, Romek, this one looks good. Loves slam ball, intimate dinners, long weekends in other orbits, wants a man with a sense of humor, steady income, and a full head of hair. Well, two out of three ain't bad. <laughs> hey, look who's talking, Mr. Hair Restorer. Oh, come on! That had been established by this point, hadn't it? I don't need this dating agency. I can get plenty of action on my own. Oh, yeah. Oh, no, that was after this. Was that in uh, Two Against the Rock, maybe? Okay, okay. Suppose it won't hurt to take a look. Hmm. Oh. Oh, man! Well, clearly those two have nothing better to do this week. Where is he? Can I see him? Uh... The thing is, Lindo... He doesn't really have a head anymore. Autopsy? Yes. Oh. Things were going so great for us. Finally. Oh, Broken, I should have been there. Yeah, I know. Yeah, you really should have been there. You failed him, not me. Mrs. Sugoi, we know this is tough. Yeah, this Tarn uh, animatronic head playing Mrs. Sugoi, I believe, has appeared before. Was she seems to be a lot of sort of grieving widows and uh, old ladies. Of course he was. You guys know that. He's been a legitimate private security consultant since he got out. Do you know who he's working for? Different companies. He never told me. I never asked. Oh. <laughs> yes, that's Kate Harper providing the voice of Mrs. Sugoi there, and I'm wondering if she provides the voice of our next... Can I have a refill, babe? There she is, obviously dubbed female character. Whatever you want, Sylvain. You got it. Hmm. <laughs> yes, we're now in, uh... Well, we're now in steamier surroundings. Penthouse apartment. 
lady wearing, well, I would have to assume nothing beneath that, uh, that uh, bed sheet. Um, doing a full examination on the mouth of Mr. Tom Chadbon, who I believe is playing a character called Max Zeller. Oh, so vain. But uh, Doctor Who fans will know him as Duggan, so I'm just going to call him Duggan for this. I'm afraid it's just one of those associations. I associate that name with this actor. No matter what I see him in, he's always Duggan. But, uh, yeah, that was a very, um, for this show, rather steamy scene and uh, fairly... Fairly inappropriate for a family audience, maybe. Don't know. One of the problems with this show is how um, how wildly it swings from one uh, one emotional extreme and uh, even audience extreme to another. I really thought I could help him. Well, you did help Bella. I mean, you got him into rehab. Yeah. <laughs> Look what happened. Yeah. Well, you know, there's always career plan B. I think I'd like to be a shuttle driver's wife. Oh, do we have supportive Sally this week? I think we might have supportive Sally this week. As opposed to psychotic shrew Sally, which is what we have most of the time. And again, just for the record, I do not blame Logical trauma. my dislike of Sally on Nancy Paul at all. All I found were two marks in this little depression right near the temple. Well, I guess we can rule out natural causes. Thanks, partner. Dad, turn on the news. The news? You? Oh, come on. Ah, so we're now outside. Oh, there's a... Environmental protesters are out in force today as Max Zeller, chief executive of the Fusion Power Company, arrives for the final round of meetings with the City Energy Commission. Fusion Power is vying to retain Demeter's lucrative energy franchise. Well, that explained it all for me. I didn't have to... Why are you watching this? To ...fill in what was going on there. Hit the sound. Mr. Zeller, do you expect to retain the energy franchise? I wouldn't be here if I didn't. These people... And Tom Chadbon has got a, a nice line in... Uh, waiting to happen. ...very smarmy looks to the camera through this scene. Ten years that my company has held this city's energy franchise, Hyperfusion has provided the citizens of Demeter with a level of service unparalleled anywhere in the galaxy. Solar Tech are claiming that their new Luxorian ice solar power system will be cheaper, cleaner, and safer. Talk's cheap, but we don't know if Luxorian ice is, do we? Hyperfusion works, pure and simple. This is Jane Lovett reporting. Man, that guy's so far to orbit. Solar Tech's just so much further. Further? Yeah, well, as much as I hate Matt, that's not actually a, a, a difficult piece of kid slang to understand. I mean, you know, I still, if you want to put him in an airlock, I, I, I'm I, with you, but um, I'm perfect. <laughs> it's not that difficult to understand. Anyway, Mr. Rodan me. Um, has apparently had a, a jolly old night on the town. He's been kicked out of a bar and uh, well, collapsed just outside the, uh, the door, actually. Later. Do you need any help? This man's unconscious. Get an ambulance. Ah. The naughty old lady we saw in bed with Duggan earlier is um, is with Mr. Rodan. And I don't know why I called her old, old lady, because she's not. You put a stop meeting like this, Lieutenant. Yay. Tell you what, you get people to stop dying, I'll stay home. That's where most people buy it, Lieutenant. Can we have a show about these two guys? So he bought you a drink? Yeah. We talked for a while, then I went to freshen up. He was gone when I came back, so I just left. And then I found him lying there. Never even got his name. Do you, uh, mind if I 
scan your ID. Strictly routine. You do it for everybody. Not at all. Haldane. Yes, this is Sylvain, who, um... Wait, if I need anything else, I'll let you know. ...is a rather, um, problematic character for this episode, despite being the main villain. Oh, spoiler alert, I'm sorry if you didn't uh, already twig that. I've got everything I need. Name, address. Haldane, your brain's supposed to be located above your waist, remember? You're assuming I have a brain. Mm -hmm. Oh. Come here, take a look at this. Point to Haldane against Haldane. But another one? Who is this? Name's Rodan. He's head of security at SolarTech. You better get in there and see if they got a security camera. So they evidently didn't know that Rodan had already had a meeting with Podley. This is her, huh? Yep. She's meeting me here tomorrow, right after our shift. My man! Whoa, you are hot! <laughs> Boy, this Rodan guy's real fine. Now slow-mo and Haldane are reviewing surveillance footage. Anything? Um, no, hi. Came in, had a few drinks, talked to the girl, left. What about you? Solotech's going ahead with the presentation. <laughs> That's crazy. Officer Halding, I've continued to check out the little lady's assets. <laughs> uh, uh, she was present in the bar on the previous night also. Wait a minute. Who's that with her? Isolate the guy on the left. All right, now clarify and define. Vela. Well, well, well. Sure knows how to pick him. So, uh, I never quite understood with this story why Rodan decided, you know, knowing he had this big, uh, important demonstration of the Luxurian Ice to give to the Energy Commission, why he decided to go out and get absolutely sloshed um, just a night or two before. But hey-ho, that's already happened, he's dead. This is unexpected. I don't have him to worry about. I just have, uh... But, Jack... Sylvain to, uh... Jack it is, then. I, I was just... To cause problems. My partner thinks that you had something to do with, uh, Tarn's death last night. Well, I found the body. Yeah, right. That's what I told Brogan, but... Well, we saw you on, the security recordings at the bar. You better come in, then. And this actress playing Sylvain, her name's Alison Fielding. I'm not aware that I've seen any of her work. Her IMDb... You saw me with the other guys, right? CV only credits her as uh, six roles um, through the early to mid-90s. Why do you suppose that is, hmm? So I don't know what her, her natural voice sounds like, but... You're a pro. <laughs> no way. I'm very flattered, officer, but it's... This, this voice is clearly not hers, and I think we've said this many times before... The dubbing just sinks. So many characters on this show, particularly female. Brogan, are you buying this? Not with your money. A hooker without a rap sheet? I don't think so. How about you, Took? <sighs> I'm not getting anything from her. We're too far away. Yet yeah, Brogan, Took, and Castle are parked in cruisers at the bottom of the uh, tower block where Sylvain lives. I'm gonna be sick. While Haldane's up, uh... Two. Should we go for the heart of gold bit and make it a hat trick? Engaging in cliches with uh, okay. with Sylvain. Okay, you win. And whoever's voice that is. You don't give up, do you, Officer Haldane? All right, I'll make you some coffee. But it's the only thing that's free around here. Deal. Deal. Yeah, for a family show, this is a very, uh, very strange uh, character. Where exactly on earth are you from? To include... USA. 
by way of New York City. How'd you end up doing what you do? You know, I was gonna ask you the same thing. Let's have a discussion about it. Sad rap about the good girl gone bad in the big city. But the truth is, I left home when I was young, and I've been playing Miss Feelgood ever since. Do we really have to listen to this? Because Sylvain has spotted the police cruisers from her window, so she's um, spiked Haldane's drink here. You see... Um, there's clearly nothing in the cup that Rob Youngblood is holding. Which means there's no money in it. Do you want some sugar with that? Um, yeah, please. Anyway, when another girl suggests... Mm. But for nothing in the cup, it's uh, having a bit of an unpleasant effect on him. Not many working girls can afford a crib this nice, you know. I found the sugar. Oh, he's having some sort of attack. And Sylvain, realising she's being monitored, you, is that okay? just keeps chatting away. But now she has a little headset thingy. I don't want to make it too sweet for you. All right? You see... What they don't realize is this place is good for business. And she's gonna steal his brain. Brogan, is this conversation sounding a little one-sided to you? Yeah, it's not like Haldane to be at a loss for words around a woman. But now we're coming up on a very cool bit. Come on, Haldane, say something. I mean, I do like the idea of this scene that, uh... I got a funny feeling about this one, guys. That they're completely in the dark as to what's happened to him. What are you doing? We're going in. Castle just goes straight up to the roof, vertically in the cruiser. It's been a slice, Jack. And Sylvain's got whatever she needed from Haldane's brain. He's now got one of those uh, marks on his temple. A good idea. Closer. Took and Castle are positioning their cruiser over Sylvain's flat, so Castle can jump through, landing on a floor that's already covered with glass, presumably from previous takes. Haldane. Brogan is. Oh, he's been outsmarted by Sylvain. She was apparently hiding in a cupboard. And she has made her escape. Although she's probably not going to get far in that outfit. She could uh, she could stand to put on a jacket or something, because it's probably going to be a bit cold out there, wearing um, not much as she is. And back at the station house. We found this when we searched the apartment. This is a centric mind probe. Massive neurological trauma. Damn it, I can't believe my own stupidity. Captain? The Centrons used these on Creon prisoners during the Thalassic Wars to gain vital strategic information. Oh, backstory. More than that, I'm afraid. That's nice. It can completely remove the contents of a mind, causing almost instant death. But Haldane's alive. Ah, I guess he was lucky. You must have interrupted her. So, Haldane's mind is inside that thing? Ah, no, that would be too easy. She's got another probe. You see these indicators? Hmm. A centric mind probe can hold up to five minds. You just count the indicators. This one's empty. I'm lost here. She can tap into his mind whenever she wants? Yep. By pressing these contacts against the side of your head, you can access any of the minds that are stored inside the probe. So Sylvain can now plug into Haldane's mind and the mind of Solotech's head of security. Yeah, she's got Vela Sugai's mind too. One of the most notorious jewel thieves in Demeter City. Or was. That's a nice idea for a... It all adds up to one thing. For a device and a story. And it's on display tonight in the Energy Commission. It's, it's kind of almost a shame that it's in this story and it's kind of lost in amongst the uh, muddle of everything else. And outside Demeter City Hall, we're still protesting. Lots of... Uh, 
lots of these poor old extras with um, very unfortunate hair and facial tattoos, but also Sally and Matter here. Being a mom. Yeah. What are you doing here? Where's Halding? Uh, he couldn't make it. Look, I'm on duty. I gotta go. Try and stay out of I don't really like you guys. Just leave me alone. Lots of protesters outside the hall as the demonstration begins. Clear. Fusion Power has done the job we were hired to do. Renew our franchise for the next 10 years. And our proven and reliable hyperfusion process will continue to keep Demeter City working. Thank you. Thank you, Mr. Zeller. And now Miss, uh, Miss Newmar of Solitech Enterprises. Yes, and as I said before, um, Newmar is played by... For the last 10 years... Sheila Ruskin, who have had to live in fear. has had a long and uh, a successful and varied career, reactor could contaminate the whole city in but a I have never seen a performance of hers where she's been uh, she's been using this voice. Is a chance to be free of that fear. And I unlike Alison Fielding, I'm not I'm not 100% convinced that this is not her voice. It might have been. It's obviously dubbed. Energy source, but Solatec has the solution. But it might be her providing the dubbing. Please turn your attention to the screen. But she clearly wasn't wasn't using this accent in the recording. At Solartech's new orbital state-of-the-art, unmanned and fully automated solar power station. It's pretty. And meanwhile, there's a suspicious chap outside with a black suit on. The galaxy's first ever solar to plasma converter. This has been made possible by Solartech's discovery of Luxorian ice. I mean, the the voice doesn't even match the the movements of the mouth at all on some lines, and it, that was also evident on um, on Sylvain in the apartment just there. Due to its perfect teleocentricity, Luxorian ice absorbs sunlight as easily as a living organism draws air. But uh, yeah, Sheila Raskin was uh, was also in a Doctor Who. She was in. Uh, Keeper of Traken. Plasma energy, which in turn is... And also in things like Blake 7 and uh, The Professionals and lots of other things you'll have seen if you're in the UK or you you like quality television. Throughout this process, its temperature remains absolute constant. And the dubbing is particularly noticeable through this scene because she's just got so much to say during this demonstration. She's now putting a glass of water on top of the Luxurian ice. Freeze! Hold it right there. Excuse me, Lieutenant. He's part of my demonstration. And I didn't have him here earlier because I... Uh, 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 shut up! Yeah, why not just have him there to start with? Rather than have all these shots of him pointlessly sneaking around looking sinister. But... He has proven that uh, not even the superheated hydrocarbons from this torch can raise the temperature of this very special ice. Yeah, what she said. The glass of water is now frozen. Ice, ladies and gentlemen. Efficient, inexpensive, cold, and safe. Mm, brilliant. What do you think? It's really cold. A very impressive pitch, Miss Newmar, but uh, how do we know it really works? As Mr. Zeller would say, talk is cheap. So, if you'd care to look at the screen, I'll show you. More lovely models. You should be able to make out the pyramid outline of Solatec's new headquarters. It's about Where? 
Oh, what you mean the massive skyscraper that's impossible to miss? Yeah. Watch closely. Yeah, Sheila, Sheila Ruskin was actually doing a, I don't know if you can see it acting, and on the screen was this great big massive model that completely blots out the sun. But this is some lovely stuff. The uh, space station beaming the uh, energy from the Luxurian ice down to the collector. And it lights up the whole uh, complex. This is a lovely model. And uh, again, this is one of the... the, the the real strengths of this episode is in the the effects. Neymar's looking very pleased with herself as well. She might. Thank you, Miss Newman. Certainly an impressive demonstration. And except for this chairman guy, most of the committee are, are fairly uh, unfortunate-looking characters. There's a uh, a couple of human guys with you know the strange facial tattoos, and there's some uh, Creon and Tarn heads that clearly aren't articulated at all. And now the beam from the space station has uh, has gone off the path of the collector. It's now tearing through the city. It nearly took out the Interchem building. Better shut that thing down. From Flash. Automated. Well then, close it down yourself. What the hell do you think I'm trying to do? Mamma mia! I mean, um, what? Oh. oh, yeah, gone straight through the skyscraper. Oh, and some very nice. Shots here as well of, of live action people panicking in the streets in front of model shots. The uh, committee, the uh, the uh, awful extras, they're all running for their lives. Warren, Romack, you get the ice and make sure nobody comes near it. What about Solar Tech Security? Especially now. What about my dating subplot? See if you can get the demonstrators to disperse and tell Took to set up by the elevator. Nobody comes in or out. Yeah, that's strange. We don't see uh, Sally and Matt while all this is going on. I wouldn't have minded seeing them uh, running for their lives. This is so nasty. Yep, some uh, some running people got crushed there by falling debris. It's all looking very bad for Demeter City. You were a tough act to follow, Numar. Oh dear, there she is. I hope my little demonstration got your attention too. We've got it. Now what do you want? Simple. One cylinder of Luxurian ice is already here. Now I want the other one, and I want it brought to me by hostage. That's how it's done, right? And if we refuse? I'd hate to be in Demeter when the plasma beam slices through Fusion Power's reactor. What? You're insane! Can't let some maniac hold our city captive like this! Insane? Maniac? Okay, here's a crazy idea, Mr. Zeller. Since you're so righteous, you can be the hostage. How does that sound? Not good, Sylvain. Ah, Lieutenant Brogan. Well, you certainly get around. Sylvain is now in another ridiculous outfit, needless to say. What I can't do. Let's consider my frame of mind. Or, should I say, minds? I know your mind, Sylvain. Of course you do. And as your partner would say, let's cut to the chase, Brogan. Then cut to it. You're so predictable, Brogan. I feel I've known you for years. Now you're gonna say you need time to think about my offer. So I'll tell you what, you've got five minutes. Bye. It's just enough time for her to change into another new outfit. I should go. My company created Luxurian Ice and the power station she's taken over. I can't let you do that. 
But if she two such obviously dubbed characters in the same place, it's just gonna cause a disaster. You suggest that we do. The Sonatech logo on uh, Newmar's uh, ID badge, by the way, looks a lot like the GoldenEye logo. I'm sorry, Mr. Zeller, it's not gonna work. I'm not exactly jumping up and down at the thought myself, but we're out of options here. And that's that's a good example of why. You know, I feel so sorry for Sheila Ruskin and Alison Fielding in this episode because Tom Chadbon is giving a really good performance and because it's his own voice, you completely buy into it. Whereas Sylvain and, and Newmar are just completely undermined by Me in the, eyes. the redubbing. Baby. Anyway. You were incredible. Duggan and uh, Luxurian Ice are here on the station with Sylvain. And of course, because we knew he was rolling around in bed with her earlier. We, uh, we have one remaining security problem. They were in on this together. You. Now that Solar Tech is finished, Fusion Power will retain the energy franchise. Okay. So I have no further need of your services. Think about it. When the dust settles, I'll be a hero. Great, huh? Sorry, babe. Oh, dear. You're so predictable, Max. Vain men always are. It's a catchphrase this episode. This one works. <laughs> You're so predictable, so and so. We'll talk while you get the ice. Ooh. And then you do what? I'll cover you. So she's got one canister of ice from the demonstration. Now she's sending Duggan in to get the one from the room with the death traps. And of course, because she's got Sugoi's mind at her fingertips, she can see where the death traps are. He cannot. Sylvain. Get the ice. Why does she... Well, I don't know what she wants the ice for now. Or is she just going to leave the solar system and... Uh, and uh, spoil everybody's day? She's already spoiling Duggan's day. Oh, was that the right tile? It's as exciting as death to the Daleks, this, watching these floor tiles. All the five doctors, even. And that's it. He's gone. So all we can say is... You're a great lover, Max. That, or... Bye-bye, Duggan! It's hard to find a man you can trust, isn't it, Lieutenant? Come on, Brogan. I've got your partner here, remember? Oh, so Brogan snuck onto the station as well. He's up here on his own. You hid in the limo, right? And again, going back to how the dubbing just undermines these performances, Alison Fielding's manic eye acting. Just like when the Tepper brothers blew that bank job back in Queens. Is really something to see. She's she's a really good fit for the character physically. When he was assigned to go in as a hostage. But just the... But you... The voice is killing it. ...deal is 15 minutes by hiding beneath the rear seat. I mean, that and the fact that she's dressed like, I don't know... Everything you're gonna do. Funny how the mind plays tricks on you, isn't it, Sylvain? Oh, and who's this? You don't know everything, huh? Like the fact that your little toy malfunctioned. That was a nasty thing you did, little lady. Oh, this is clever. Making her think that she didn't get all of Haldane. But really, he's being worked. No Brogan, like I know Brogan. By Took, Fredo, and uh, another Tarn surgeon are working his mouth and slow mo's providing the voice. Giving Brogan enough time to. turn on the lights and overpower her. Oh, no, because she kicked him in the nuts. 
Um, is this the first time we've uh, ever seen one Jerry Anderson character kick another in the nuts? Oh, and Brogan's just elbowed her in the face. And taken the uh, headset thingy, but the station is uh, powering up the beam again, and it's slicing across the bay. Okay, Captain. I've got her and I've got the mind probe. No, not the mind probe. All right, but you've got a bigger problem now. The beam's been activated. You've got to try and shot it down. I don't know where to start. Come on, Brogan, think. You've got Solar Tech Security Chief right there with you. I wonder what they actually do with the minds of uh, Rodan and Sugoi after all this is over. Okay, I got Rodan. They just leave them in the machine or can they do something with them. Again, it's one of those things in the story that's never really explored. The beams still are. What's happening? I don't know. Sylvain's shot must have disabled the control system. You've got to do something, Brogan. The ice. Yes, if you remove the ice, then uh, the station loses all power. And luckily, Brogan can now Oh. Is there anything you'd like to tell me about uh, Mr. Trask, maybe? Oh. Haldane flashing back to a conversation that he wasn't part of. That was a clip from Enforcer, where um, Castle is interviewing the little girl. Very random moment to pick. Yes, uh, ha uh, Brogan has now got access to um, Sugoi's memory of the floor tiles and also Rodan's memory of... Sugoi being caught by the little immobilizing beam, so he has to work his way across the floor, avoiding the tiles, and also be ready to shoot the uh, beam projector. Oh, and now it's cutting through some warehouses. Lovely explosions. I would actually much rather watch what's going on in Demeter City rather than, uh, rather than what's going on on the space station, to be honest. Fellow old friend, don't let me down. My long and trusted, much established friend that I've never mentioned before this episode. And Brogan's nearly there. Um, he only decided to pick up one glove to handle the ice. He needs his other three to uh, work the mind probe and have his gun ready. Very good, fella. But not good enough. Well... It's always fun when a character has to uh, watch things that we've already seen. And he watches it happen several times so that he fully understands what he has to do. I also don't... Why is um, just having the military blow up the station not an option, really? Ah, oh, who knows. Brogan luckily shot out the uh, beam thingy. And now he's going to take the ice... Which looks a lot, actually, like the uh, seed from Death Watch. I wonder if it was uh, the same, the same prop they reuse later on. But he's done it. Yours. Let's say we call it a day, Haldane. And that was another uh, clip from an old episode as well. That was uh, Haldane and Castle talking about scars. I'm not. I can't remember what episode that's from. Naughty me. So in the medical room, sick bay, whatever. I'm amazed you survived it, and I'm glad you're back. Yeah, now you've learned what a bad moment can really do to you. <laughs> Did you get her? Sylvain? Yeah. Out like a light. Elbowed her in their face after she kicked me in the balls. Stop by Linda Segoy's and let her know that Bella was just an innocent victim. 
and maybe I'll give her his mind or something. I don't know what else I'll do with it, really. Hey, Dad, I hear uh, Solar Tech's gonna get the energy franchise. Well, yeah, as soon as they work out some bugs in their security system. Power to the people, Dad. It just shows if enough people get together and protest, they can really make a difference. Well, that's You had literally no impact on this story at all, but, uh, you know, you keep thinking that if you wanna, wanna pretend you're a vital part of this series. I'm gonna call Nazi right now. And we have one last subplot to wrap up. The 411 shuttle from Demeter City is arriving in docking bay number three. Yep, Romek went ahead and uh, contacted a lady. Just remember, what you see ain't always what you get. What are you talking about, Oren? Hey, you know how easy it is to touch up a picture. You just say, enhance. Uh-oh. No way. I'm out of here. Uh, yep, he saw... But who do I see about posting bail for my husband? That lady and thought it was his girl. Whereas in fact, there's this, uh, creature. Excuse me. The sergeant told me this is where I would find Officer Ramek. Eyes almost popping out of her skull. At your service. <laughs> ah, there we go. So, um, well, a happy ending for Orin, presumably. And that was... Space Precinct The Power, which is, oh, it's, it's an episode that I know could be better than it is, and so much of why it doesn't work is that annoying dubbing. I, I don't know to what extent removing all that dubbing would save it. Uh, certainly a lot of it, the, the scenes in the Energy Commission and so on, look very cheap. It's just you know, this tiny room with a few um, dismal-looking extras in. The effects, as always, um, are, are are really superb. I think in this episode, they've really nailed the whole um, you know, keep shooting it at night time. That's the best way to make the city look uh, look real and uh, and interesting. So, never one of my favourites of Space Precinct, unfortunately. Uh, I wonder what old Richard James has to make of this one. I didn't mean to call him old. Why do I keep calling people old? What's that about?